I want to live stream. I think it, it sounds like a lot of fun. Uh-huh. I think we've talked about this a little bit, but like, it looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. You just kind of like play a video game and try to be a little bit entertaining. <laughs> I can do that. Yeah. I talk to myself anyway. Is is there a but here or are you just saying you'd like to do it and then end of sentence? Uh, but I wouldn't have like, you know, I don't have a following or anyone who would want to actually watch me play video games. You've got the Jareds. I, Jared, uh, this, this one actually isn't a joke. Actually, <laughs> go on Twitter and tell Zach that you want to see me stream. If you do. Or tell me if you can figure out where what my email is. I don't remember. Uh-huh. Just find Liz's address on the internet and send her a letter. I hope you Twitch stream. But don't be creepy. <laughs> but don't be creepy. <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, if you're out there... And you, like, have just been silently listening to Worrying Bugs for whatever reason and never interacting with us. This is the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't think anyone would actually watch, and that would make it significantly less fun, I think. And, and you- I think, like, the way you get an audience on, like, Twitch or whatever is to, like, be really consistent. Like, I think an algorithm favors that. Mm-hmm. And I am bad at that. WikiHow, how to grow your Twitch channel. Hey, Zach. Hey, Liz. Uh, so, Jared, you might remember um, that back in April 2020, uh, we talked about birds and whether or not they have rights. Um, I don't remember that. All right. Yeah, I didn't until I, I happened upon this follow-up. Uh, basically, the question was, do birds have a right to privacy? Oh. Um, <laughs> I rem- No, I do remember this. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, and I think we landed on yes, because they're basically toddlers. Um, I think we wait, decided... No, we, like, we landed they, on no, because they're basically toddlers. I don't remember, and I don't want to comment on my past <laughs> self's behavior, um, but, like, of course, animals get rights. Mm-hmm. So we talked about whether or not birds get rights, um, and then we also looked at uh, a, a deer bridge, yes. where, like, there was a highway, and then they put a bridge of land over the highway so that the deer could cross, and they did that by tracking the deer. They were like, hey, where do the deer want to go? And they figured it out. And then they were like, let's put some land where the deer want to go so the cars don't have to get inv- inconvenienced by the deer. And also the deer don't have to get inconvenienced by the cars. Um, and I was in a very cynical place April 2020 um, <laughs> for some reason. And I I was not convinced that it would work, and I was also thinking, like, well, maybe even if it works, it's not the right way to go about it. We should get get rid of all the cars. And, like, I still kind of think that, but I don't say it anymore, and that's gross. 
and Liz said, well, okay, but does the, does the bridge work? And I said, I have no clue. They, they didn't say, they just said, Hey, we use data. We, we, um, you know, we got rid of the deer's privacy, uh, so that we could put them over the cars. Um, and so November, 2020, uh, the Department of Wildlife Resources in Utah posted a Facebook video of a bunch of animals crossing a bridge, uh, which was, in fact, the bridge that we were talking about, the bridge over Interstate 80. Um, and they were just like, hey, look at There's some animals. Look at this bobcat. It's on a bridge. Look at this bear. It's t- going over the bridge. There's here's a moose on the bridge. Um there, there's not like data or anything, but there, it was just like a feel good video about, Hey, here's some, mm-hmm. some bears going across a bridge. Um, there are, I looked it up. There are some studies about the effectiveness of wildlife crossings, um, over a highway. Uh, even some that look at Utah, but none that specifically look at this interstate 80, uh, crossing. Um, but this article is from November 2020, and for some reason, like, a week ago, it popped up in my in some feed. I don't know if it was on Twitter or mm. Google promoted it to me, or I don't know what. So, the media landscape is strange these days. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> if we want to vamp for time, I have uh, a gripe. Of course, yeah. Okay, so uh, this video is really cute. There's, you know, there's bears that go across the the bridge, and there's bobcats that go across the bridge, and there's deer, mm-hmm. and they go across the bridge. Um, and all of this, like the video from this government agency, is like Bushnell right at the bottom because you got to get a trail camera from somewhere because um, the DNR is not just going to like invent a trail camera because Bushnell already makes trail cameras, but you can't get a video out of a Bushnell device without it saying Bushnell at the bottom. So it just watermarks every video it takes? Right. That's annoying. They didn't pay for Bushnell Premium, which is a monthly subscription that lets you export without a watermark. I don't know if that's true. That's just what I assume. We can find out. Let's see. Oh, no, 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 no. I am not going to open up hunting websites while I'm signed into my Google account. We're going to go into a new tab. You don't want a a magnetic gun locker ad? I don't want a magnetic gun locker. Uh, Okay, so we want products. There's not a clear product that is export without watermarks uh okay we're on g-o-n which is looks like georgia outdoor wow it's woody's taxidermy forum i guess Mm. um what does g-o-n stand for please just tell me please georgia outdoor news forum uh in 2019 someone whiskey river was looking for uh a uh, trail camera that didn't have a watermark and SG Hog Hunter um, reported that all of the cameras that they have been able to find have had logos in the bottom. That's a weird, like, uh, what, what's the word? Like, uh, industry standard. Like, that's just a kind. It seems odd that like no trail 
camera company has been like, you can actually take decent, decent videos that you can put on the internet or whatever. And uh huh, that's why we need to make an open source trail camera. Oh, is there an open source trail camera? You probably hack it. I doubt that the security protections are super strict for something like a trail camera. Well, don't you worry, because Hackster.io has you covered with a... It uh, looks like a Raspberry Pi W with a off-the-shelf USB battery. Uh, is that a Wi-Fi? Yeah, and the the Raspberry Pi camera module. So don't you worry, because they've got it covered for you. The Raspberry Pi really did a lot for, like, open hardware in a way that it's kind of, like, every single thing you look at that's like, hey, I just want to make a whatever, they're like, oh, yeah, just go out, buy a Raspberry Pi, and then, you know, put our software onto it. Um, and I think that that's really cool. That is very cool. Um and I also have seen some like security researchers being like, "Hey, when you lower the barrier to entry, uh, for for the kind of hardware that is going to get put onto, uh, intranet, um, and it's got like the default password for a Raspberry Pi, uh, be a little bit worried." Okay. Yes, but. Uh-huh. But security researchers that aren't talking about a, spe- a specific thing are mostly talking about nothing. This They were talking about a specific thing that just happened to be a camera oh. uh, with a Raspberry Pi attached to it um, that they were like, Fair hey, enough. business, purchase this. I think it's better than not having Raspberry Pi. I think like the security yeah. co- concerns are less than the... like. They do less harm than there is good that comes from it. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can leave the default password on any device, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I very much agree. And I really think that, like, for the kind of person who's like, hey, I just want a, a camera and I want to have to think about it a little bit and I am going mm-hmm. to configure it myself and, and set it up. I just want to try a camera without a watermark. That, like, the Raspberry Pi is a really good... Mm-hmm. Um, and for something like that, you don't really even need to connect it to the internet. Like, you might have mm-hmm. to download some software, but, like, you can just stick everything onto a onto the SD card and then download right. it later. Although there was a lot of cellular trail cameras mm-hmm. that in my very brief... Um, exhibition into that world. Do you have like goals that aren't actual goals? Like I have some goals that I'm like, well, this would be neat, but if I know ne- if it never happens, I would be fine. Yes. Okay. Cause one of those for me is to like do something that m- makes the raspberry pi compute module like a a reasonable way to solve the problem okay yes (laughs) i understand (laughs) i understand that yep (laughs) i like that a lot actually 
And like, if it never happens, so be it. But if I have to like decide between two things and one of them is like, uh, we could use the Raspberry Pi compute module for this. Oh, we might as well use the Raspberry Pi compute module. Yeah. Jared, just so you know, the Raspberry Pi compute module is like a Raspberry Pi, which is this little computer. Um, but the Raspberry Pi has all of its like ports and stuff added onto it. So you can just plug in a keyboard or hook it up to Wi-Fi. And the compute module is really, it's like just the, the, the thinking part of the computer. Um, and you've got to like build it a, a circuit board for it to fit into so you can connect anything else. Um, which is useful if you aren't going to need to connect a keyboard or, or anything like that. If you just want to, um, right, have it, have a camera and a single USB out so you can get the data off of it and, um, an infrared sensor and you don't want to have to worry about all of the USB peripherals and whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, but unless you are like manufacturing something at scale, it doesn't really make sense to be like, I want a compute module and the compute module debug board so I can program one of these things. Yeah, I want a computer, but don't let me don't let me plug anything into it. <laughs> Unless I like physically wire up each wire. Yeah, right. To do the plugging. I want to speed run a pie hole. That's uh, uh, 100%. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm out. That's all I got. <laughs> That's okay. That's, um, I like that. I like that concept. I like the, like, the idea of having a speed running competition, but at like a Cisco event where you're just speed running who can pixie boot a, a brand new computer the fastest from the network. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's a really good idea. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, um, it's like a hacking competition, you know, like from the, it's a hacking competition, except you're doing things that are not hacking. You're just doing network security <laughs> or nothing, or even like just sysadmin stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's a speedrunning world record for setting up a Samsung Chromebook? And do you think that one of the two of us could have beat it if we had recorded ourselves? Hmm. Yes. So my my short answer, yes, we absolutely could have. Uh-huh. But we would all we would absolutely sweep the category that is like set up 25 as fast as you can. Set up 100 as fast as you can. Mm, okay, yeah. Cuz one 2500% because like there's a lot of waiting involved in the chromebook setting up process and you're just kind of like the whole time you just be like hovering over the keys just ready to go boom Mm -hmm. you have like you you know you you set the wi-fi password to be one two three four or something right yeah but like i think the more interesting version of that is how fast can you do 25 so like mm-hmm. you have to like use the wait times to do the other ones and yeah right, i don't know yeah, yeah.
so speed running, um, I assume I have done zero research into this, can trace its roots back to eating contests. <laughs> that is almost a hundred percent not true. <laughs> I think it's a similar human instinct, though. To be like, well, dang, this thing is cool. What if I did it really fast? (laughs) Yeah, sure, you like eating, but do you like eating 200 times very quickly? I, I guess kind of what I'm thinking about is that, like, eating contests had a... have weird loophole developments where like if you're gonna sprint um if you're gonna like just do a sprint in high school and you're gonna do a sprint in the olympics you have Mm -hmm. like more people to tell you how to run better but you're not like running in different way it's not like once you get up to the olympic level sprinting you're like breaking your knees backwards so you're that you're more springy or something i don't know there's like form and whatever in running i assume are you saying that it's like just keep going just well what i'm saying is that like if if eating contests were the same way um we we would still be like eating them bite by bite and not dunking bread into water so we can scarf it down and then just like a whole cloth bringing the whole hot dog down your gullet, right? Um, right. So it's more like a, like a high jump where like everyone's trying to like dolphin dive over it and then somebody's like, yeah, I'm going to go over backwards so my center of gravity is all weird. Right, Yeah. I think another issue with this is that I might know a little bit more about eating contests than most Olympic sports. Um, (laughs) Human subcultures are nested fractally. Welcome to the worrying bugs. That's our mantra now. (laughs) And so like in a similar way that like if... I started to make an analogy and it got very away from me and it ended in if Usain Bolt could teleport then I would say maybe you have a point. Um, uh, And what I mean by that is Zach is currently laughing too hard to finish his point. uh, Is that is that like sprinting is still Mm -hmm. about like how can a human run as fast as they can from here to there. Right, you wouldn't, like, introduce a car or anything, because that, like, isn't in the spirit. And, like, a hot dog eating contest is not about how quickly can a human eat a hot dog. It's about how quickly can a human being get a hot dog from outside of their body to inside their body. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, like, yeah, okay, so part, you're, we're saying that, like, part of eating is, like, and it, there's, like, an, an amount of enjoyment involved. Right. Like, eating is more than just, like... Eating, as we think about it, is more than just putting food from outside inside. Mm-hmm. It's, like... It's got, like, cultural aspects that we, like... 
So when you say I'm going to eat a hot dog, you would be very surprised if I dipped the bun in water, <laughs> like drank it, and <laughs> I'm not going to say the next part because it makes me uncomfortable. But um, yeah, no, the whole, it is a very different thing. I will give you that. Mm-hmm. And so I think another way that eating contests could stand to be more like speed running is diversification, right? That you want to know, like, who can eat the most hot dogs, but somebody else might be best at who can eat the most hot dogs in a pretzel bun. Okay, I'm with you. And so while the introduction of alternative milks might be bad for the dairy industry, it's going to be great for the food speed running industry community. It's not really an industry, but it is a community. Are people speedrunning milk? <laughs> we go from cow I to you. We go from cow to stomach. Twelve seconds. Uh huh. We actually no pasteurize. Uh, yeah, no pasteurization. we we skip. That's too. We skip uh-huh. the pasteurization. And that's just if part you of get the too many germs in, though. You've got to like restart, kind of. You know, you've got to well, like start back at the beginning. Well, it's not so much that you start back at the no beginning, but then body, you're. So. You, you're, like, out of commission. You can't be drinking milk if you're that sick. So, like, right. you just, like, can't participate in the speedruns if you get sick. Uh-huh. So it's, like, a risk you gotta take. Uh, there is something called a gallon milk challenge, and it's on Uncle Bob's self-storage YouTube channel. There's so much that's very strange about this. <laughs> Here he goes. Three, two, one. Don't chug a gallon of milk jared it's so much milk that it's is no really longer outside of his body it's really i'm pretty sure like that will like actually that much milk is not very good for you that doesn't count he dripped some on his chin ah how much how much dribble is too much dribble ah right see that was that was an any percent milk speed run <laughs> just dump it on the floor <laughs> any percent i licked it I used this glitch. I cut open the bottom of the... (laughs) (laughs) So, confirmed, there are milk speedrunners, but there's probably not yet milk speedrunners for alternative milks, right? That's just not not the, the, the category that's been defined yet. Okay, I will concede at this point. I have not found almond milk chugging challenge. Um, however, I did learn that uh, the human stomach is roughly half a gallon. And if you drink a gallon of anything, you're probably going to vomit. That tracks. It's a good thing that the, the videos of it usually end immediately once they finish the bottle. Yeah, it looks like if you like force it, it will just kind of leak into your small intestine. Which is not what's supposed to happen. No, yeah. You're supposed to actually break down some of the the fats and proteins in the stomach before it, before it goes in there. So that's probably not going to feel good. According to Wikipedia, there are three universal rules in what, in what has been called the gallon challenge, although some minor variations may exist. The con- one, the contestant has one hour to drink one U.S. gallon of milk. That's a long time. That's way longer than that's a speed a lot run. Of it's a lot of milk, but it's way it's not a speed run. That's just a that's just a completion. So time controls put that down to five minutes. Should the contestant mm-hmm. finish the gallon within that hour or five minutes, 
They must retain the gallon <laughs> for a set period. There are several variations of this rule. Either the milk must simply be drunk in an hour without vomiting, or the drinker must retain the... <laughs> the contents for one additional hour or the remainder of the hour without vomiting should they retain the gallon they win otherwise if the contestant vomits prior to the set period of time passing they lose i feel like it should be drink it in the least amount of time and then make sure it stays down for an hour yes that seems like a good way to do it but regardless if we want to get to the top of this category right there's probably already people who are really good at drinking milk um, and my body is bad at drinking milk at a normal speed. So, <laughs> which apparently, according to this Wikipedia page again, uh, most of most symptoms of lactose intolerance happen. And what when I say most, I mean all of the symptoms of lactose intolerance uh, occur in the large intestine. So, like you could Ooh. get it down, you just wouldn't feel good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like the, the lactose intolerance would be the least of my problems. <laughs> Um, but regardless, I still want to eliminate as many problems as possible. So what I'm going to shoot for is being the the top milk speedrunner for the subcategory of Chobani Oat Creamer. That's really, that sounds really thick. Yeah, it's incredibly sweet, too. <laughs> I'm making gagging faces, for the record. Yeah. Is this something that we're adding into our milk database or our other database i think this belongs in the milk database it fit in the place in my life where milk usually does which is as uh something to put into a warm drink sick so we have a chobani plain extra creamy but this is a different thing this is a chobani uh, vanilla creamer this is chobani oat coffee creamer vanilla and you like it i did i liked it quite a lot it was very definitely a creamer and not like just a milk mm-hmm. um but that's what I'm looking for when I when I want something creamy to put into uh, my my drinks. Okay, well, can we get a rating out of? Mm. Give it, get it, give it to us in uh, in minutes to finish the speed run. Minutes to finish this. Okay. Um, or rather, time to sp- finish the speed run. It doesn't have to be in mm, minutes. Right. We speed ran this in I think a week. Uh, when I got it, um, okay. I, I could see myself speed running it in less time, right? That without it being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say my estimation is about four days. Okay. Four day speed run. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and so if you're looking for a uh, something to replace your dairy creamer that you've been drinking, I do think this Chobani Oat Coffee Creamer Vanilla um, makes for a very good replacement. Good. Yeah. Glad we have more things. I, you know, I think it's important to, if we're, because it can't just be milk, right? Like, mm-hmm. we've talked about this a little bit, but like, just have just more things that don't need an animal to produce it. We have the technology, we should make oat creamer. So, the way that I am, I, um, I might be interested in following, uh, a company like Chobani on twitter or on facebook or right on on the internet somewhere on a social media to see like hey what what cool new products do you have do you have oat based yogurt now do you have a chocolate oat creamer i don't know how that would taste but i'd try it right oat chalky milk um you know there's the there's dairy creamers of 
every flavor imaginable. Mm-hmm. I'm sure chocolate would not be terrible. But like the way that Chobani works, they also make dairy-related products. Right. Um, and so there's a lot of like antitrust law tied up in this thought, um, but that's not the angle that I'm trying to go. So let me think about this for a second. Because okay. like you could say like, okay, I want I want to split up the big dairy and non-dairy businesses um, so that I can follow only the parts that I'm interested in on Twitter. Uh, and that would be great, but it's not like really a solution, you know? It's not going to really solve the problem because part of what makes Chobani so great at making um, alternative milk creamers is the experience that they have with the the milky creamers, presumably. I don't know. This is what somebody who, who cared more about the interests of businesses um, might say. I'm with you. Uh, we, we just keep quoting uh, lobbyist t- point, uh, talking uh-huh. points. <laughs> And so I think really it's a problem with Twitter. I think really it's Twitter's fault. <laughs> of course. It all comes back to Twitter, right? This is all... It's not capitalism, it's Twitter. Uh-huh. Once Twitter's fixed, once... I think you can, like, pay people on Twitter now. You can, like, have paid tweets. You can be like, you can only see my cool tweets if you pay for them. Allegedly. Um, <laughs> welcome to the Worrying Bugs, where we do real journalism. Uh, yes. Real journalism. So maybe, Jared, maybe you're you're sitting there and you're listening to all of this and you're thinking, well, I don't want to listen to all of all of Zach's tangents. I just want to hear like the core thought, right? I he really hooked me with that thing about ranked choice voting last time, um, and so now I'm here. I'm only interested in the ranked choice voting this time, um, right? And I agree, Jared. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I liked ranked choice voting as well. I liked that topic. I think it was fun. However, um, no, you're. I refuse to believe that anyone listening to this is here because of a particular topic set. Mm-hmm. I agree with you, um, and that is probably true. But there are some folks like Chobani that I might want to follow for just a particular topic topic set or even just Mm -hmm. a particular topic, right? I want to say only the oat creamers. And like, I'm not going to be like, oh, Chobani, you've got to spin off your oat creamer business from your oat yogurt business. What kind of big government fool would I be then? Um, You don't actually have to split off the business, just the Twitter account. Gotta do it. It's like like those real identity, um, you know... If companies are people and we're doing real identity, like you can't make a Facebook page without having your ID or whatever, then you need mm-hmm. one Facebook page or one Twitter page per company. Exactly. What? Um, <laughs> this has gotten so far away from me. I need to recenter. Give me, give me a little bit. Uh, and then I'm just going to come back and I'm just going to talk about what I want to talk about. I want to be able to just follow a thread. I want to fo- find what's his face um i'm gonna actually find his name and not just call him what's his face give me a moment i'm gonna show some respect to our elected representatives uh mark spritzer i want to like go to his twitter and be like hey that time that you tweeted about ranked choice voting that was interesting to me um but all of the other things that you did um not quite as interesting that's not true actually there's other things that he's done that are interesting but like i just want to be able to follow the thread on ranked choice voting so that when they like have an update on this particular thing on this particular occurrence um that he like 
updates it in a way that I see, hey, this thread got updated. Mm -hmm. And I also want like Chris Larson to be able to hop in there and be like, hey, by the way, here's the thing, because he's also working on this bill. But I don't want MAGAChud2141 to be able to hop in and be like, nobody should be allowed to vote except white landowners. Um, Because I don't I don't want his opinion, but I do want the thread. Fix it for me, Liz. It's a lot. Have you tried? <laughs> have you tried? Okay, so you make a robot. Okay, a physical robot? Uh, not necessarily. Um, you subscribe to the mailing list of the politician whose name I don't remember and don't care to. Okay. Uh, you could say it again. I don't. Um, and then you have the robot go through the email and remove everything that is not related to ranked choice voting. Hmm. Using AI and blockchain, presumably. Right, okay. We set up GPT-3 to just generate headlines for me about ranked choice voting. Eliminate the middleman. You know, form your own government, become a politician in that government, Mm. install ranked choice voting, you don't need more updates. (laughs) Simply secede. (laughs) Problem solved. The actions of the U.S. government can't affect you if you're in a different country. Mm-hmm. Globalism is when pillows. <laughs> I looked that up as I was working on show notes recently. I looked up that phrase, globalism is on pillows. Um, and the first thing that comes up when you search globalism is on pill- globalism is when pillows. And you go to image search. It's a red bubble link to a pillow, a throw pillow that says the UN is a useless joke. Uh, that's which I fantastic. Do not ag- agree with, but like, no, that's a great pillow. What an incredible little throw pillow to get, uh, especially right immediately when you search globalism is when pillows. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's what Red Bubble was made for. Because mm-hmm. you're not going to get Target to sell that, right? Also, Jared, I'm very disappointed in you that no one gave me a Red Bubble to the to get a poster of that that meme that we didn't release the episode for <laughs> yet <laughs> very disappointed jared i want to i want to talk a little bit about uh jared you know how sometimes you get sad uh, <laughs> sometimes your favorite parasocial relationships we get sad too um which is to say it gets better and also don't expect anything of me ever <laughs> The key to growing a a Twitch channel is consistency. Uh Uh-huh. The key to growing a podcast is to just release when you're not sad. Exactly. So how do we actually improve social media so that we don't have to hear about what's what's happening in the government outside of ranked choice voting systems? The thing that I want is not like, I want to ignore what's happening in the government. It's like, I don't... Okay, cool. Mark Spritzer took a picture of, of, of himself on the Capitol steps. Good job, dude. But like, I just, Thanks, I just care about this particular ranked choice voting thing. And I just like want this to be a place. I want it to be like a board forums. I'm just inventing forums. I just want there to be a thread <laughs> where you're like, hey, here's this thing. And when the thread gets updated, it gets pushed back to the top of my feed, which is just forums. I've just recreated it, forums, except it doesn't forums quite with solve an algorithm. It's forums with, like, a Twitter algorithm attached to it. Mm. An interest-based kind of thing. Think, that's not quite Reddit. Because Reddit has, like, a really big recency bias. Mm -hmm. And also, 
it's not nearly as personalized as Twitter is. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is that MAGA Chud could get onto a forum. Yeah. MAGA Chud 4121. I mean, I think that could be part of the algorithm where it's like, we're going to heavily, like, mm-hmm. we're just, the, the blue check marks are going to be what people are actually looking for here. Right. Okay. That's it. You solved it. You solved For- forums with an algorithm attached. Social media. You're um, welcome. This is also kind of related to the thought of like, I just want you're wrong about, but for like a year ago. Yes. I want you're wrong about, but like, hey, I, I know you were, you heard about this thing a year ago and then didn't have the energy to keep up with every single update because half of the time news updates are just like. Something happens. We don't know. What's, it, we don't really know happened. what to say about it. Obama changed the wording of this one document to say will be instead of can be and cool and it's like okay but like tell me tell me when the kids are no longer in cages right i don't i don't care that like they put the the tiktok lights in the cages i want to know when the kids are no longer in the cages but actually i do care about if the tiktok lights are in the cages but i don't want like the kids are still in cages full stop or do i is that actually what i want I think it's your responsibility to get that headline. Constantly be aware. Yeah. You're not a real citizen. You're a Uh fake fan of America if you don't want (laughs) to. I think curation is very important. I think this is a thing that I am still like developing all of my thoughts around. But like if I were the kind of person to make big statements on like oh after phones we're gonna have vr goggles strapped to our heads i would be saying like the next step in social media and in like media in general is going to be curation um do we do we not already have i think like curation curation in the way that you can like follow someone on steam and they can recommend a game okay okay so not it might be robots, but it's not just okay. So on if you're if you're on Twitter, right, and you're mm-hmm. like, I want to know more about the, I want to know more about this topic, and you go and you look at and you see like, oh, what's this news story about? You don't actually get like you get a little blurb from Twitter, mm-hmm. but it it's like a little blurb, and then like a hundred thousand tweets about this that mostly all say the same thing. And uh, there are very few, like, actually interesting things going on, and there's really not a way to, like, go through and see what's actually going on here. Like, give me some more details. Um, And, like, a curator could, like, go through all those tweets mm-hmm. and, like, give you those details. Yeah. And so in a similar way that there could be somebody... This this is where, like, I'm not VR goggles strapped to your forehead guy, is that I don't know... I, like don't feel confident speculating what it would look like because I am so cognizant of the fact that my guess is rooted in the present, which like all guesses are, but what if I guess wrong because it isn't in the present, it's in the future? Then everyone will laugh at me. Um, And so... (laughs) Yep. So, but if I had to guess rooted in the present... That's what the, that's what the story, that's the, what's the word? There's a word for this. Orwellian. (laughs) there's a the people who are vr goggle strapped to your face people like they the people who are like kind of out of the game at that point are always like yeah no one really no one really pays attention to the guesses that were wrong so you can just like throw things against the wall and see what sticks Ah, okay but i was going to make a joke that like it was the other way around and everyone laughs at people who are wrong about the future 
but I couldn't come up with the joke, so you get <laughs> an explanation of my thought process. You're welcome. <laughs> Bad jokes by Jeff. Okay, so there was there was this guy, and he went to the... Oh, sh- no. Okay, it was a girl, and she went to the store, and... <laughs> That was my bad joke about the concept of a bad joke. You're welcome. Um, Thank you. Oh, right. I was making a prediction, and then it was going to be wrong, and you were going to laugh at me. Um, I already have. And my, <laughs> and my prediction is that it's going to be just medium blogs, where you follow like a super specific medium blog that's like, I'm just going to post, um, you know, I'm just going to post links to articles about ranked choice voting or tweets or whatever about ranked choice voting until ranked choice voting happens or doesn't and then like for the next two years what is ranked choice voting doing to the electorate in wisconsin and then it's like okay i feel like we answered all the questions that i had about ranked choice voting so i'm done curating this particular niche and then i subscribe to them with IndieWeb, and it puts all of their um articles in my feed mm-hmm Perfect. Mm-hmm. You also solved it in a different way. And that's how we fix social media. <laughs> Jared, uh, let us know if that was coherent. <laughs> I'm going to guess no. Sardis, just edit out. I don't know. Make it sound like I said a funny word. Sardis, make us sound smarter, please. Make us sound more entertaining. Listen, guys, podcasting is hard. Yeah. Okay, so in Zach's social media system, mm-hmm. improve, new and improved, mm-hmm. you might be interested in police shows. Okay. So you want all the details about the police shows. Right, I want a police show curator. So someone goes through and gets all the, get, get, does, gets all the links to all the news stories or whatever, and you don't have to think about the real-life implications of the media you enjoy. Yeah, that's what curation's all about. That's (laughs) smaller and smaller niches. Exactly. Oh, yeah, okay. That's actually like a a pretty big flaw in the system. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, that's kind of already what happens just on a smaller scale. Like, it's less obvious, but like that kind of already happens in social media. Like, Uh but, but it's extremely profitable to, have a space where people don't have to think about the negative repercussions of a thing they like so there's that don't you worry i'm consciously filtering this bubble you might like police shows you also might like westerns that'd be a weird one in 2021 but there are people and westerns are bad because they're racist and also boring and formula formulaic okay uh only minor plot points change between everything in the genre and all the characters fall into archetypes that are hardly ever subverted but even though they were bad they were extremely popular in america according uh excuse me in america according to a Lindsay ellis video that i was half paying attention to uh <laughs> westerns were popular because <laughs> because they were familiar and provided some comfort to a generation that grew up being told that cowboys were a perfect representation of the values of america the one true set of values. What era of like Americans growing up was this Lindsay Ellis video talking about? Uh, I think it was kind. I don't. It, the video was not about this. It was about Transformers. Okay. 
you know. Um, eventually, the westerns started losing their popularity and eventually stopped being made altogether, save for an homage here and there. Mm-hmm. Welcome to 2021, where over 700 police television dramas have been made in the past 50 years. And at this point, hyper-specific genres like this have two options. They can go the way of the western, or they can subvert, then subvert the subversion, and then subvert on that until it becomes a completely different genre entirely. Mm-hmm. And that's all I have written about this, because I'm lazy. But my point is that police shows, like westerns, uh, have some issues, we can say. <laughs> um, and even like people who are just passively consuming s- TV shows like that, mm-hmm. are, they notice the like... A crime was committed. Uh, we start the we start the episode by watching a crime being committed. Uh, we cut to the the detectives finding out about the crime. They go ahead and investigate. They talk to some people. The people lie or don't lie. They gather evidence, and then in a twist of luck, they find the correct evidence needed to catch the killer, and everything's fine. And then. And you know antics ensue sometimes, right? And and everything's fine is like the largest asterisk in the world attached to it too, which is like jails don't eliminate crimes. Yeah, or that's criminals. where the episode ends. That's where the episode ends. That's where you. That's where the audience gets to stop thinking about this process, right? And like, sorry to cut this out. Um, it's just it's just justice porn. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like. This is how we want things to be, even though they never were this way. Just like, we have a system. So as you can, you don't have to cut this out entirely, but Mm -hmm. take the good parts, you know. There is, we have a system, and we get child-level notions of how the system works. And that is what kind of imprints, and that is what we want it to be. The crime shows are... The same type of comfort that Westerns gave the people who enjoyed Westerns. It is, uh, you know, like, America is kind of industrializing, but, like, at its core, it's still just cowboys, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> people, you know, making their way in the world, fighting against... Bad. Nature. We'll just say nature, because it's easier. And, like... Everything works out in the end for everyone who matters. Mm-hmm. In Western, in the Westerns' case, it was the people who were colonizing. In the in the case of police shows, it's detectives, and occasionally victims get justice or the families of victims, mm-hmm. which we don't really see usually. I, I'm sure there have been times that that happens in a police drama, but like that's not part of the the genre, right? But anyway, it's been done, and it's mm-hmm. been exactly the same for 50 years, and <laughs> it's been more than that since, like, the first one came out, but, like, when they when it, like, started hitting its stride, it was, like, seven, 60s, 70s, which I understand is more than, 60s is more than 50 years ago, but, like, mm-hmm. work with me here. Yeah. It's but, it's 50 years ago the way that they built 50-year um, energy infrastructure in the 60s, and... <laughs> <laughs> So that's got to be 50 years ago, right? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Time doesn't actually move these days. So what I'm saying is that police dramas are on the way out. This is my uh, 
strapping VR goggles to my face guy. Mm-hmm. Police dramas are on the way out. They must be. They're, they can't keep continuing like this. And the the ways that it would have to subvert would have to question so much of, like, the foundation of modern Americanism. That's where I was going with that, yeah. So, of those two options, the just going away or subverting, it, it's almost impossible for them to subvert it in a way that would feel satisfying. Mm-hmm. It's not enough to, like, be a different thing. It's not like a... No, like in cops, they're not like, look at the corruption and the terribleness that's going on. They're like, look at police officers doing police things. Yay. Yeah. Which I think is a a different place than Westerns. Because like when Westerns were in vogue, Mm -hmm. the West had already been conquered. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Where like the cops, cop shows are about cops today. Yes. But they are in a similar way about rewriting the present to fit a particular narrative the way that Westerns were about rewriting history to fit a particular narrative. Yes. Particularly a narrative that suits, like, a per- not a particular generation at this point, like a pretty particular couple of generations that were told this is the way things should work mm-hmm. for both Westerns and police shows. Long story short, I watched a Lindsay Ellis video. She made a she made a point about westerns, and I made a connection yeah. that was not fully thought through, and I don't plan to do to fully think it through. Hell yeah! One of my favorite words that I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a pretentious asshole who went to college. Uh, this is this is the word that always makes me go like, oh yeah, can't forget that. Uh-huh. Um, is discursive discursive it's a good word like the the notion of this like the soup in which we swim of ideas and of ways to view the world and that like there are eddies and there are local hot spots and there's right that if you're on a particular corner of twitter the discourse there around whatever around um cops is going to be different than another corner of twitter twitter and the Mm -hmm. same if you're in the u.s and if you're in another country the discourse is going to be different but like the the ingredients that go into that soup are so there's so many and there's also so many that you can point to right you can point to cops and be like this is shaping how people imagine the cops because that show well you can look at it and be like oh some of that is just like visibly awful they still have things that they cut out right that mm-hmm. the the police departments get the final say on what can get aired and have chosen to not include things and i think using that power then influences the conversation amongst people who watch the show cops and amongst the friends of those people write it as knock-on effects yeah of like what do we think about cops the show and the the people (laughs) yeah discursive discursive i like it it has a lot of sounds that are nice Mm -hmm. discursive it doesn't linger in your mouth it's like discursive that's what I took away from what you just said. Uh-huh. You know, everybody gets something out of something. <laughs> <sighs> Thank you for not making me justify why Westerns are bad. Like, just let me say they're racist and boring, and then we can move on. <laughs> well, what actually happened in my brain when you said that was I thought, have I seen any Westerns? Example number one that my brain pulled up, the Lego movie. <laughs> <laughs> Example number two, that one with the lizard. 
Uh, oh yeah, the Depp. animated one, the Rang Rango. Rango? Doesn't sound Rango. Right. Rango. Yeah, that's 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 the other western that my brain was like, "Yep, this one." And there's probably like, I don't know, it's old country for no no country for old men. Old country for no men. Um The Land of the Amazons. Uh I think that's a western. I've heard about that, but like really I have not seen that many. Um, so again, either. it's like I just have this discursive idea. Mm-hmm. There we go again of like what a Western is like and what a Western is about and what a Western plays into. Um, and in a way that like now it's subverted a little bit more with things like um, the one about the robots, the robots and they're in a park. Uh, Westworld. Yeah. Westworld. Westworld? Um, that Westworld. sounds right. Westworld. What else would it be called? Not Western World. <laughs> Westworld. <laughs> yeah. And so like that's a subversion of the western genre because it's it takes a lot of the aesthetics and then they're like, "Oh, we got to feel a little bit weird about this guy because he just goes around f- f- like getting a power trip off of, you know, all of the things that make westerns bad." Um, yeah. Cop World. Cop World. If I had a TV studio, that's what I'd be working on right now, subverting cops. I bet the state would be happy with that. <laughs> yeah, I bet you're going to get a lot of public funding for that one. Mm-hmm. Let's not even... T- we, and we don't even have to talk... We, I'm going to say something and we don't have to talk about it. We don't have to talk about okay. how, like, superhero movies are so... are how How heavily funded superhero movies are by the U.S. military because they are such a good recruitment tactic. Yeah. Including Transformers, apparently. Ooh, that Thanks, tracks Lindsay. a little bit. <laughs> right, like I imagine Pacific Rim, too, even though it's not a superhero mm-hmm. movie, but it's like, gotta call in the National Guard. Yeah. The robot aliens are attacking. We need big guns. Uh-huh. I was researching um, putting putting a land bridge in Utah, and CNN was like, I bet what you want to see next after this video is a video of a Boston Dynamics robot with a paintball gun strapped to it. I bet that'll make you happy. No. Nope. It did not. It did not. Dear Jared, it did not make me happy in the slightest. Did you actually watch the video? No. I respect that. I would respect it if you watched it anyway as well. Yeah. But I got a TikTok in my... Uh, allegedly, I got a TikTok in my For You page today that mm-hmm. was... Uh, a woman pulling a deer head out of a freezer, taking the plastic bag off and removing the the meat from the bone in order to acquire a skull. Okay, with like bugs? I didn't watch very far into it. I saw her... Because re- occasionally, uh-huh. occasionally on my For You page, I will get things that are like... The first five seconds are like some redneck ass bullshit that i don't want to see and then the next and then it's like oops wait we're gonna subvert that and like do it in a and and be all and be funny about it but that was not one of them and it was very upsetting from from the couple seconds i saw there's a lot of like i see a lot of things that are like oh i'm just a republican girl and i'm like okay there's gonna be a punchline at the end yeah. of this video and then yeah. there's not then a there's punchline not. and i'm like what <laughs> are you just making tiktoks without jokes in them what are you unironically enjoying things that the cops do and now 
a PSA from the Worrying Bugs to all vegans. If you, as a vegan, eat a Venus flytrap, that's bug-based product absolution for the next 12 hours. This has been a PSA from the Worrying Bugs. I love that. I love that. That's (laughs) hilarious. I thought you were like in the middle of a sentence and I was like, this is a very important thought, but I'm not going to say it right now. It's perfect. Also, if you commit arson on a meat processing facility, Mm. you have until you can eat meat until they turn the machines back on. Okay. That is my hot take. I think there's something, though, about like the eating. The eating of Venus flytrap is what, like, mm. really... Yeah, you're right. You're it's right. like a ceremonial kind of thing. So I think if you, mm-hmm. like, take a brick from the meat processing facility <laughs> and grind it up, right? One brick? That's not going to stop anything. It's got to be an important part of the machine so that it can't uh, run. Okay. Like, the important part of the Venus flytrap is that the Venus flytrap can no longer eat the bugs uh-huh. once you eat it. If you eat a Venus flytrap, does it eat you back? What does that mean? <laughs> Well, like, a Venus flytrap has a thing in it that makes bugs dead. <laughs> and it turns them into bug mush. Uh-huh. Okay. No, I see that. I see that. What would happen if a human... Thank you, Quora. God, I would be dead already if it weren't for Quora. Um, there are significant... See, this is what the government doesn't want you to know, is that as a vegan, there are significant limitations on what sort of harvesting you can do of a Venus flytrap because they are a protected species. Interesting. Uh, looks like you can just, like, eat one. You can just eat one? Yeah. I mean, like, if you can harvest it, but that's... Sure. As long as you go through the proper channels, you can eat a Venus flytrap whenever you want. Uh-huh. And that's what freedom's all about. Jared, if you... <laughs> <laughs> Jared, if you would watch, I'm gonna I'm gonna re-say this, uh-huh. and I mean it sincerely. Jared, if you would watch me Twitch stream video games, or if you strapped a robot to a paintball gun, not the other way around, <laughs> uh, you can let me know about that on Twitter. I'm at 